Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we are delving into The Alcohol Experiment, a transformative guide by Annie Grace. Published in 2018, this book is not just another manual on why one should give up drinking. Instead, it presents an inviting challenge abstain from alcohol for 30 days, and in the process, possibly change your relationship with it for a lifetime. Through a combination of science-based insights, personal narratives, and actionable advice, Grace offers a fresh lens through which to view alcohol, its impacts on our lives, and the path to giving it up. Annie Grace's journey from a high-flying marketing vice president consuming a bottle of wine nightly to a leading voice in alcohol dependence recovery adds an authentic and relatable angle to her advice. Her experience shines through the pages, guiding readers with empathy and understanding. The Alcohol Experiment is designed for a wide audience. Whether you're someone looking to moderate your drinking but unsure where to start, a person who has faced challenges in quitting alcohol before, or simply anyone aiming to improve their life quality, this book beckons. It promises not just a temporary detox, but potentially a lifelong transformation, making it a significant read for anyone on the journey to better health and well-being. The Alcohol Experiment, a 30-day alcohol-free challenge to interrupt your habits and help you take control. Introduction. Discover a new perspective on alcohol and its impact on your life. Imagine a time when joy and amusement didn't hinge on the clink of glasses or the smooth burn of a drink down your throat. A time when laughter bubbled up from the sheer thrill of discovery and companionship was measured in shared adventures, not shared drinks. As children, our world was vast and filled with wonders, none of which required alcohol to appreciate or enjoy. Fast forward to adulthood, and the narrative seems to have shifted dramatically. In the modern adult's quest for relaxation, celebration, or even solace, alcohol frequently takes center stage. It's presented as the elixir for stress relief, the essential ingredient for social gatherings, and the quick fix for a bout of sadness. However, beneath the glittering facade of happy hours and toasts lies a less glamorous truth. Alcohol, a natural depressant, often brings more harm than relief. Despite being sought after for its ability to lighten moods and enhance connections, its aftermath, from the hangovers to the feelings of isolation, speaks volumes about its true nature. It's a poison that our bodies actively reject, evident in the universal response of vomiting after overindulging. But what if there was a way to unravel this complex relationship with alcohol? To rewire the narrative and rediscover joy in ways that don't rely on a drink? The prospect of viewing life through a lens not clouded by alcohol might seem daunting, yet it holds the promise of reconnecting us with a version of ourselves that finds pleasure in the authentic, uninebriated moments of life. This journey towards a new understanding begins with a challenge to rethink our relationship with alcohol. By embarking on this path, you stand to gain insights into 
the contradictory thoughts your brain harbors about drinking, the surprising comparison between your reaction to the taste of alcohol and unexpected scents like that of goats, and the revelation that alcohol, far from being a bastion of relaxation, often culminates in heightened stress. Are you ready to shift your perspective and explore life beyond the influence of alcohol? Let's dive into an experiment that promises to redefine the role alcohol plays in your world. Part 1. The Battle Between Desire and Willpower Why Quitting Alcohol Feels So Tough Have you ever found yourself in a tug-of-war with your own mind? Picture this. You've committed to a healthier lifestyle, promising to steer clear of sugary temptations. But then, as if testing your resolve, a colleague parades in with a platter of freshly baked cookies, their alluring scent wafting through the air. Despite your best intentions, you find yourself reaching for one. Welcome to the complex world of cognitive dissonance, a realm where your conscious intentions and unconscious desires are at odds. This inner conflict isn't limited to dietary challenges. It extends into many facets of life, including our relationship with alcohol. On one hand, the logical part of your brain recognizes the adverse effects of drinking, the morning after headaches, the expanding waistline, and the dwindling bank balance. On the other hand, a deeper, less rational part of your psyche associates alcohol with relaxation, celebration, and camaraderie. This is cognitive dissonance in action, when our actions don't align with our conscious beliefs and intentions. So, why is giving up alcohol particularly daunting? For many of us, alcohol has been framed as a source of comfort and stress relief, a notion reinforced by societal cues, such as the portrayal of characters in media unwinding with a drink. This creates a deep-seated belief within our unconscious mind that alcohol contributes positively to our lives, despite evidence to the contrary. Hence, when confronted with the decision to drink or not, our unconscious desires often overpower our rational, health-conscious intentions. Relying on willpower alone to combat this urge is akin to walking a tightrope without a safety net, precarious and unsustainable. Willpower is finite, and the more you draw on it for various tasks throughout the day, the less you have left to resist that evening drink. But there's a beacon of hope. This script is not set in stone. By deeply examining and reevaluating our beliefs about alcohol, we can begin to dismantle the unconscious associations that spur our drinking habits. Stay tuned as we delve into how reshaping our beliefs can naturally diminish the desire for alcohol, paving the way for a healthier, happier life. Part 2 Unveiling the True Reasons Behind Our Affinity for Alcohol. Think back to the first instance you caught a whiff of something truly unpleasant. Say, the earthy, pungent aroma that can only come from a goat farm. Recall the way your nose twitched, your face contorted, and how you wondered how anyone could possibly ignore such a strong scent. Yet the farm's owner, accustomed to the daily exposure, barely registers the smell. This peculiar phenomenon of becoming desensitized to certain stimuli isn't limited to odors. It extends to tastes as well, including our taste for alcohol. Many of us are convinced we drink alcohol for its flavor. Consider the person who delights in adding a dash of Baileys to their morning coffee, 
not for the alcohol, but for the creamy sweetness it introduces. It's a similar case of desensitization, but this time, to the taste of alcohol itself. But let's reflect for a moment. Are we really indulging in alcoholic beverages for their taste? An innovative approach known as ACT or ACT invites us to scrutinize this belief more closely. The process begins with awareness, acknowledging out loud the belief that the taste of alcohol is what draws us to drink. Next, we seek clarity by revisiting our initial encounters with alcohol. Remember that first cautious sip of wine or beer, likely in our youth. Was it the taste that captivated us, or did we recoil finding it anything but pleasant? It's a universal truth. Our initial reactions to alcohol are rarely, if ever, favorable. This adverse reaction is nature's way of warning us against substances that may be harmful. Just as our body instinctively rejects spoiled food, it responds similarly to alcohol. However, persistent exposure leads us to an acquired taste, or, more accurately, our tolerance for the taste increases. It's not that we suddenly find the flavor delightful, it's that our brain learns to suppress the initial adverse reaction. Upon reflecting on this journey of acquired taste through the ACT method, it's time to turn the initial belief on its head and confront the truth. Is it really the taste of alcohol that we're after, or have we simply convinced ourselves of that to justify our drinking habits? This exploration leads to an inevitable question. If taste isn't the primary allure of alcohol, what exactly draws us to drink? The journey into understanding our drinking habits reveals much about our perceptions and the narratives we tell ourselves. It's a profound realization that perhaps our affinity for alcohol is grounded in something other than its taste. Part 3. The Roller Coaster of Pleasure and Pain, Triggered by Alcohol Picture this. After a grueling day filled with deadlines and meetings, you find yourself at a much-anticipated happy hour. Surrounded by friends and the lively chatter of the bar, you cave into the allure of a soothing glass of wine. As the liquid courage sets in, you notice a shift, a sense of relief washes over you, filling you with a light-hearted euphoria. For a fleeting moment, the stress of the day dissipates, replaced by laughter and a feeling of bliss. But pause for a moment and ponder what's truly unfolding within you. What's the source of this sudden euphoria, and why does this initial pleasure seem insatiable, urging you to reach for another drink, then perhaps another? Herein lies a delicate dance of chemicals within the brain. Alcohol activates chemicals that make you feel good and then bad. The journey to this temporary paradise begins in a part of your brain known as the nucleus accumbens, affectionately termed the pleasure center. Here, with each sip of wine, a floodgate of dopamine opens, releasing waves of pleasure throughout your system. Dopamine, the chemical behind our cravings and desires, is the culprit behind that initial burst of happiness eliciting a craving for more. However, the brain, in its quest for equilibrium, quickly steps in with a countermeasure. It releases dynorphin, a chemical that dampens the euphoric high, plunging you into a state slightly less comfortable than before your first drink. The compelling solution to this downturn? Another drink, promising another hit of dopamine, another wave of pleasure. Yet, this cycle of highs and lows extends beyond a simple exchange of chemicals. As you delve deeper into the night's indulgences, 
alcohol begins to dull your senses, clouding your judgment and creating an illusory detachment from reality. This numbness, often mistaken for liberation, actually narrows your cognitive scope, impairing your ability to foresee the consequences of your actions, a direct path to regrettable decisions made in the heat of the moment. Understanding that the fleeting pleasure derived from that first glass is nothing more than a chemical illusion can be a powerful tool in re-evaluating your relationship with alcohol. Realizing the highs are temporary and the downsides lasting can be the first step in dismantling the allure of alcohol and exploring deeper, more fulfilling sources of happiness and relaxation. Part 4. Rethinking Alcohol. The Myth of Stress Relief Unveiled. Let's embark on an exercise of introspection for a moment. Reflect on the reasons that prompt you to reach for a drink. Without casting any judgment upon yourself, pen down your motivations. Are they centered around socializing, coping with daunting events, or simply because it's woven into the fabric of your social interactions? Now shift your focus to the deterrence, the morning regrets, the lapses in memory, the constant exhaustion, or perhaps the draining effect on your finances. For many, the promise of relaxation or stress relief is a significant lure of alcohol. This belief, deeply ingrained in our psyche, portrays alcohol as a sanctuary of calm, a means to unwind. However, let's challenge this notion. Is alcohol truly an oasis of relaxation, or is it, ironically, a source of stress? Take a moment to ponder this. Does alcohol actually address the root of your stress? or does it merely silence it temporarily? True relief comes from tackling the causes of our stress head-on, be it through honest conversations, resolving personal conflicts, or other constructive means. Alcohol, on the other hand, offers only a fleeting escape, leaving the underlying issues untouched, only to resurface with greater intensity. Moreover, the aftermath of drinking, the hangovers, the guilt, the repercussions of poor decisions, often compounds the very stress we sought to escape. This realization begs the question, does the temporary solace provided by alcohol warrant the additional stress it inevitably introduces into our lives? Beyond the subjective experience, the physiological impact of alcohol further dispels the myth of its stress-relieving properties. As a depressant, alcohol prompts our body to counterbalance its effects by releasing stress hormones such as cortisol and adrenaline. For regular drinkers, this means living in a constant state of heightened stress due to the prolonged presence of these hormones in the system. Thus, the irony becomes apparent. The very substance we turn to for relief is, in fact, keeping us in a perpetual state of stress. This examination reveals a stark reality. Alcohol may offer an illusion of escape, but in reality, it's a significant contributor to our stress. Reflecting on this can be a pivotal step in reassessing our relationship with alcohol, challenging us to seek healthier, more effective ways to manage stress and embrace genuine relaxation. Part 5. Fostering Genuine Connections in an Alcohol-Free World Embarking on a journey towards an alcohol-free lifestyle can feel like navigating uncharted waters especially when it involves your social circle. The moment you start declining drinks, you cast a spotlight on your choice, 
potentially prompting reactions from friends that range from puzzled to unsupportive. They might try to coax you into breaking your resolve with a just one plea. However, it's crucial to recognize these reactions for what they often are, manifestations of their own fears or insecurities about drinking. Embracing your decision without fanfare or overly serious declarations can ease the transition for everyone involved. Humor and lightheartedness, such as joking about drinking your quota for the month, can deflect pressure and keep the atmosphere relaxed. While the initial phases of your alcohol-free journey may introduce moments of awkwardness, the pursuit carries the promise of deeper, more fulfilling rewards. True, meaningful human connection arises without alcohol. Attempting to engage in heartfelt conversations with someone under the influence often proves futile. The glazed look in their eyes, the half-hearted nods, clear indicators that the moment lacks authenticity. Alcohol's effect on the brain, slowing down neural activity, impedes our ability to connect on a profound level. The struggle to articulate thoughts clearly or even maintain basic coordination creates a barrier to genuine interaction. Yet, removing alcohol from the equation can transform our relationships in ways we never anticipated. When the author undertook her alcohol-free journey, it challenged some friendships while deepening others. One friend, initially hesitant to spend time together without the lubrication of alcohol, feared the loss of their fun dynamic. But when they finally met up sans alcohol, they discovered an unparalleled depth of conversation and laughter, covering topics they'd never broached before. This alcohol-free encounter revealed the superficial layer that drinking had cast over their friendship ushering in a new era of closeness and authenticity. This revelation underlines a powerful truth. Genuine, rewarding connections are not only possible without alcohol. They're often richer and more enduring. As we tread the path toward an alcohol-free lifestyle, it's vital to remember that while some relationships might change, the potential for deeper, more meaningful interactions awaits on the other side. Stepping into an alcohol-free life opens doors to unparalleled clarity, emotional depth, and authentic connections. Let's explore ways to navigate this journey with confidence and a sense of control. Part 6. Embracing imperfection on your journey to sobriety. The daunting declaration of, I'm done with drinking forever, can feel like an insurmountable commitment. That's why the more approachable pledge of abstaining for just 30 days holds such appeal. It's a manageable time frame, a brief hiatus instead of an eternal farewell. And once those 30 days have elapsed, embarking on another 60 days without alcohol may not seem so far-fetched. Through these incremental steps, envisioning a life unshackled by alcohol becomes not only possible but enticing. One illustrative story involves the author's friend, who initially embarked on a short-term alcohol hiatus, yet eventually celebrated an entire year of sobriety. Through this journey, she resolved the inner conflict between her unconscious craving for alcohol and her conscious desire to refrain, achieving a liberating sense of freedom. The core takeaway from her story is this. If you're trying to quit drinking, don't expect perfection. Often, those who undertake a 30-day challenge to abstain from alcohol find themselves prematurely disheartened by a single lapse. Yet, this setback need not spell defeat. Drawing inspiration from the corporate realm, 
where even modest improvements are deemed worthy of celebration, we see our efforts in a new light. For someone whose routine includes nightly drinks, successfully abstaining for 30 days signifies an impressive 8% reduction in their yearly alcohol consumption. Even if there are moments of weakness within those 30 days, achieving an 84% success rate is no small feat. This perspective shift allows us to acknowledge our progress rather than fixating on minor missteps. Celebrate your victories, however small they may seem, and treat any slip-ups as part of the learning process, not as an end to your efforts. To bolster your resolve, consider establishing non-negotiables, specific boundaries that, once crossed, prompt immediate action. For the author, a forgotten birthday due to intoxication served as a stark wake-up call, cementing memory loss as a boundary that could not be crossed without serious repercussions. Turning the tide against long-standing perceptions about alcohol demands introspection. Re-evaluate the reasons behind your drinking habits and their impact on your life, health, and relationships. Your mind is a powerful entity, capable of fostering destructive habits, but equally adept at forging pathways to recovery. Today, the whispers in your mind might be urging you to drink, but remember, you hold the power to rewrite the narrative one day at a time. Final summary. At the heart of these explorations, lies a crucial realization. Alcohol, despite its widespread acceptance and glorified role in social settings, harbors addictive and damaging qualities that often go unnoticed. We're enculturated into believing that alcohol is the golden key to relaxation, happiness, and social camaraderie. Yet this belief masks the harsher realities of its impact on both our bodies and minds. However, Amidst this sobering acknowledgement, there emerges a beacon of hope. Each one of us holds within our grasp the ability to re-evaluate and redefine our relationship with alcohol. By embarking on a seemingly modest challenge, a 30-day hiatus from alcohol, you open the door to potentially transformative experiences. This journey is not about deprivation. Rather, it's an opportunity to uncover a life enriched with deeper connections improved health, and a newfound sense of clarity and fulfillment. The invitation is clear. Dare to step away from the drink, even if just for a short while, and you might just unveil a path to a more vibrant, authentic existence. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then. Happy reading and happy listening.